Hello there. And welcome to the Force Discussions with Hope and Kevin. Is that what it's called? It is called You Got It Right. I got it right? I didn't make it up? Oh, I... You got it right. Yeah, I, I did it. I got it once. I should add, like, yay, good for you. Like, <laughs> I'll be waiting so for it. Cute. Yeah. I'll be waiting for it. I gotta mess, no, don't mess up something. But every once in a while, a blind acorn finds its squirrel. You and I'm it? back. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh... Hello, everybody. <laughs> I almost said goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Hello. And uh, as Kevin so beautifully introduced our next podcast topic, yeah. we're talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, with the, the, the car and the ghost and the... Um, I know this things. is going to shock you, but I danced to that song. Oh, really? You danced to that song? Like every song that ever exists? I know. You have danced to it? I or know. Or made a choreography or have done something to it? I know. I believe it has not really come up on the podcast, but I every song I hear in the grocery store or a movie or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I danced to that, or I know somebody, my sister danced to that, or I choreographed that, or whatever, and Ghostbusters was one of those songs. That's an unusual song to dance to. Yeah. I was eight. It was acrobatics. Oh, oh, but what was the song that you said you didn't dance to yesterday? And I was laughing so hard. Oh, um, so hold on. Hard. I wrote it, it down broke, in my notes because... It broke me. It physically broke me because it's literally a dance song. Okay, so it's... we were in the movie theaters. I was waiting to see Ghostbusters. And a song came on. Oh, it's uh, Do You Love Me by Barry Gordy. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love a, me? A literal dancing song. Yeah, it's very fun. And I've it never even danced. It says I dance in it. <laughs> I No, it doesn't. It says, do you love me? Yeah. I don't. Well, I want to dance. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's supposed about do you twist me? and stuff. Anyway, I've the never. potato. I never danced to it that I recall. Maybe I have. No. No, don't take this away from me. Well, I'm putting it in another... I'll, I'll use it in the future at some point. But I did dance to the Ghostbusters song, and it was really fun because I was eight and whatever. Uh, but Ghostbusters Afterlife is the sequel. And I don't know if this is technically the third installment in the Ghostbusters series. Yeah, so technically it'd be series. in that particular series. Yeah, it'd be the third. But it is not technically associated with the one that came out a few years ago with Leslie Jones and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I think that was a reboot of the first one, and mm-hmm. this is a continuation from the second original. Um, the first one and the second one. Yeah. So this movie, I enjoyed it. I'll just, uh, like, right off the bat, just say I actually yeah. really liked it. It felt dead on like a Ghostbusters movie. If you like Ghostbusters, I mean... It was brought to you, the guy who directed it, uh, Jason Reitman, he is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the originals and wrote the original too. So he was a little boy when his dad made those movies, so he grew up on the sets and all that stuff. I was reading about it. I was reading about the movie after we saw it. So it very much has that nostalgic feel, very original Ghostbusters vibes. And they pulled it off. It could have gone real bad. 
but I think they they pulled it off. Paul Rudd, perfect as always. I just love him. Yeah, Paul Rudd was pretty good. He was good. He was funny. He, you know, when when he had to be used as a foil for certain things, he, he did good. Like, he's one of the... I forgot that the original story of um, Ghostbusters, how, like, crazy it is. Like, Gozer and all that stuff. And the dogs. And they bring that back. Like, yeah. they, they, it really, they really bring it back. Um, and I was like, God, this feels so much like the original, but I forgot how fucking crazy it is <laughs> because they get possessed like Rick Moranis. Like all I could think of was Rick Moranis like from the original, but Paul Rudd did a good job. Yeah. I mean, they start, they start the movie off with, um, clearly one of the Ghostbusters mm. running away from a ghost from a mountain. Like one of the old guys. Yeah. And then he's running to a house and it looks like an old farmhouse and he tries to activate something and it fails. And then he... Well, he tries to set... it. Clearly, he's trying to catch this ghost and trap it. So we don't understand fully yet what he's designed, but you can tell like he's trying to use this thing he built to trap it, and it does not fucking work. No, it doesn't Fails. work. doesn't work. So he just literally goes in his house, hides something, and then just accepts Yeah, death, he, so really. he, he takes... He has one of the original... It looks like one of the original traps that they, de- they developed in the 80s. So... He hides it in his floorboard yeah. um, because he knows that he can't, he won't be able to catch this thing that's after him. And like you said, he just kind of accepts it and he sits in his chair and ultimately he dies. He gets killed by this, yeah, this, this ghost being. Thing. One of the beings, yeah. And then it jumps to, I guess that, today. It's kind of a, it's kind of a present day, but it's more like maybe like a, maybe like a week later or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a week or so later. Um couple of days and we discover that it his family uh learns about this farm that he was living on in the middle of nowhere uh i think they said oklahoma um yeah and they go they go out there to to check it out so we we check in with his daughter and they it's his daughter she's not married which they don't ever really talk about the kid's father ever yeah, no they they mention it once what i mean is they, just, they don't give it like they him. don't give an in-depth de- uh yeah description um explanation for yeah. what happened they're just like he existed and now there's children so very much there's a the teenage boy uh trevor who is played by one of the kids from stranger things and it um finn uh, Finn, his name is Wolfhard. I didn't know that. But That's his Finn, name? It says Wolfhard. Wait, but his he's last... very good. Yes, his last name is Wolfhard. That is, Wolfhard. That is a hard, hard name to be. It is. Um, the girl, who uh, the daughter, her name is Phoebe, is played by a young actress, McKenna Grace. And I've seen her before. She's very good. Oh, she was in I, Tanya, the Tanya Harding story. And she played oh. the, a young Tanya Harding. Um, but she was, she was been on The Handmaid's Tale. Like, she's a child actress. She's been around a long time, but, not a long time, but she's done a lot of projects, and she's great. Um, and, uh, we discover that they are not doing well wherever they're living. Yeah. They're about to get evicted. The mom has no money. Um, so they basically go to Oklahoma because they don't really have a choice. Like, yeah. Like, the, the... They have to leave. Her father, who died, uh, left her the farm. Right. And, and that's it. That's it. And the best part is they walk in. So they they get to this town and it's like clearly like an old, it's an old mining town. Like there's nothing really there. It's very big. Literal tumbleweeds. Yeah. And they get to the house and the first person you see as like a true cameo 
was the secretary. The secretary, um, which I have to look up the actress's name. I forget her name too, but she had, Annie Potts Annie is the Potts. actress. Um, but yeah, she Janine, and she has been in contact with him uh, throughout the years, and she's there to just like settle. The house, the house and papers and stuff. And she, but the daughter is expecting money. For whatever reason, she thought maybe there'd be like... Some money. In a that. little bit of a, re- a check so she can go pay rent. But when she discovers like there's nothing... There's not only no money, but you owe debt. money. Well, what are they, this is the thing. I thought that when you die, your debt dies with you. Not necessarily. Depending on what it is, I guess. Yeah. It, because you gotta look that it up. It depends on what what the debt is. Some stuff has debt forgiveness from death, and some doesn't. I well, don't think, I don't think a ho- for a house it is. I think they're like someone has to pay for that house for what's left on it, and sometimes the, that's why the bank gets it and they oh, try to resell well, it. Oh, whatever it does, whatever the what situation is, it's not good. She's not getting money, but they get this decrepit farm that's they have a place. Apart. To, they essentially have some place to live just to, to stay. Um, clearly, they get. The electricity up, whatever. And um, so it's established that it's summertime and the girl has to go to summer school. And I'm guessing it's because they've moved to this new place and to make sure. It really did not make any sense. They did not make sense why this girl. Explain why this girl. This genius level girl who's like fixing electricity in the house. They establish (laughs) in the first scene when they're at their old house before they get evicted. She's like rewiring the house and you can you can tell she is comes from a descendant of scientists and curiosity why is this child in a science summer school class unless i'm thinking and this is i'm showing my nerdum i signed up willingly for a recreational science class through the through the town when I was in middle school because I liked science, and my mom let me do it, and it was at the high school. That's the only thing I can think. But this made it seem like no, he's teaching dumb. That is the weirdest thing you've ever told me. So I was like eleven, <laughs> and you were interested, and I really liked science. I was good at it in middle school. I really liked it, and they offered, like through the rec program in the town they had like art classes and sports classes and stem classes and science classes and my mom was like oh look that like they have science do you want it it was like labs it was like lab stuff like we looked at petri dishes and shit it was cool all right so that's but that's not what was happening here yeah. she did not willingly sign up for this but why she's in summer school no, I don't know. no idea but guess who's her teacher paul, paul rudd Sexiest man alive. Um, and he bumps into her mom when she's dropping her off, and there's, like, a little flirt there, and it was really cute. Who um, take these kids? Oh, that's me. But he's I have like to me. do a really good job of it. He's like, <laughs> he, I gotta teach your kids. So she says, like, oh, my daughter, and he literally says, like, oh, these dum-dums, like, he it literally insults the kids, and the mom's like, yeah. So she leaves. He, too, he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to teach. So he puts on a movie, which... I understand teachers, you know, resorting to movies and videos, whatever. Um, but usually they're uh, Some educational, educational or at least appropriate. He put on Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> you'll love this. If you like Beethoven, but like all the violence, yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> it's something about like, and he says something like, you know, rabies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so they show like little scenes because it's VHS. And the only thing he had found in the basement was Cujo. 
So he puts it on, and of course, when they show scenes, it's Cujo. So it's not a it's not a happy film. Um, but curiosity uh, almost killed the cat, and Phoebe goes and in, into the where the teacher is. He's like in the back of the lab. Like, like doing he's his like own not thing. even yeah. He's just doing his own shit. He's like he's like oh hey uh, just so you know there's a really entertaining movie about a rabid dog in there. <laughs> She's like yeah I don't care. So they start talking about science stuff, and then he realizes quickly like oh she's She's she really actually knows what smart she's talking about, yeah. And talking about fault lines and blah, blah, blah. One of the things that is important that they talk about in this scene is these tremors, and almost like earthquakes, keep happening, but they're not on fault lines. They're, they're not near fracking and mm. stuff like that. And they're trying to figure out, like, why, why are these earthquake-type things happening in a town that this shouldn't, like, be happening? So that comes up later. And it gets revealed, like, why? Because you're like, oh, it's fracking, or it's this or that. And then he goes into detail of, like, well, no, it can't be any of these things. that They geologically don't make any sense. Um, so the town is so used to it, they just, like, go about their daily lives. But it's it shakes so much that, like, stuff falls over at restaurants, stuff falls off the counter, table, whatever. And people are just like, la, la, la. Like, they're just yeah, used it just, to it. Yeah, it just happens. Um, so the boy... They get to town, and uh, the boy tries to flirt with a girl that works at the local diner. They go for, like, stop in to get yeah, quick yeah. dinner and stuff. And he gets, I feel really bad, but he gets completely embarrassed. And I know, like, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids can be assholes. Well, he says he's 17. Well, he does, yeah, I he says 17 to get 15. a job there. What? I think he's 15. Well, later, yeah. he... Accidentally, his sister says something about him, and she, she, the girl that he's like flirting with and becomes friends with, is oh, like, way, "You're 15." By the way, has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She admits it in the thing, and they're like, "Well, forget that." She could have been lying. She's probably lying, but I didn't like her character. It was just like this weird. It yeah, was weird. It was. She was mean for no reason, and then of course the boys are mean to him. So he gets a job there, and then, like, of course, they haze him a little bit. They make him do the freezer stock, inventory, inventory, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But the girl, the little girl, Phoebe, befriends a boy in the summer school. What's his name, Kevin? Oh, we don't know, because they never gave him a name. They literally only refer to him as as podcast. podcast. He's Asian. They literally... They do not refer to him. And when I looked it up on IMDb, because I was like, oh, sometimes when they don't refer to a character, they still, like, have them named in the script, and then in parentheses, they'll have, like, the nickname. Nope. Podcast. Yeah. This child does not have a character name. He is podcast. The girl that he likes, the girl that I don't don't like her character, but whatever, that he's flirting with, she's a person of color. Her name is Lucky. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually her name or if that's a nickname. They never really established that. And that was another thing that that. I was like, I don't know if that's her real name. Like, these characters that are people of color don't have a name, like an actual first name. They just go by podcast. But then we have, like, the other characters have full first, last names and doctorates on the wall. Like, what the fuck? But anyway. (laughs) Um, But podcast, he is adorable and hilarious. Their little friendship is really cute and funny. He is smart in other ways. Like, he's not school smart like her. 
Yeah, he like actually. Like, but he's technologically smart, like yeah. podcast stuff and like electrical stuff. But she's obviously smart like that too. She's very savvy. And yeah. She can pick locks and blah, blah, blah. But the kid's really funny. So, of course, they befriend the teacher because usually summer school teachers hang out with the students that they teach. It happens all the time. No, it's really cute. Never had it in my schools. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's creepy, but yeah. I mean, it, they're so cute. Um, so I'm trying to think what happens after they, uh, they get kind of just so, so what happens friendship is they, with the, they oh, they go back to, they go back to the farm, to the farm, but everyone I forget calls why this, this, oh yeah, go ahead. Everyone makes fun of this farm and they just, they refer to the guy who used to live there, which is their grandfather as, oh, dirt farmer. Like literally the whole movie, no one knows this guy's name. So, so with the reason is, yeah. when you drive up to the farm, which is all decrepit, like we said, you know, and it, the, the, land has not been kept it says the he has these big metal fences with spray painted with messages like crazy shit like but one of them says dirt like this giant sign that just says dirt yeah so they call him dirt farmer because nobody knows his name he doesn't talk to anybody and he farms the land but it just but nothing right they're like he farms the dirt like nothing he doesn't cultivate anything he doesn't grow anything like what the fuck is he doing which again that gets explained later, like, what he actually is doing. But they don't think he has any family. Like, when the daughter goes into town and says, like, oh, yeah, I inherited that. It's like, oh, Dirt Farmer had a family? And it's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't know that. And it's like, did anybody? It's like, nobody cared about your dad. And it's like, nope, bye. And like, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, he they died. And he's like, I don't care. Immediately, like, oh, you're a Dirt Farmer's family? We don't care. We don't care about you at all. Yeah, we want to point out and let you know we Actively did not care about your. your we we want to let you know that we don't care about you, your grandpa, or anyone who is associated with that family. Yeah. You suck. Get out of here. <laughs> so when they go back to uh, the house, there I have to like sort through the stuff. So her grandfather Egon Spangler, who was Harold Ramis in the original, um, his uh, Ghostbusters, he did pass away. The actor passed away in 2014. At the beginning of the movie, they show they don't show his face yet. They just show like but him they show away. like him, and then you know he dies. Um, but he literally is haunting the house. Like the the Phoebe notices like a these chess, chess set. this chess set in her room, and like the piece she sets a piece, and then the next morning, one of the other pieces is moved. Like somebody's playing with her, and we of course we discover later like it's Egon. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see. Oh, they, it says Phoebe, oh, finds that her house is haunted um, through the PKE meter. So she finds her grandfather's old meter that the ghost detector. detects the ghosts. Um, and Trevor finds the ectomobile, the car, in, in one of the barns. He apparently is a mechanic, even though he's 15, um, and he, he works on the car. Um, so these this mom is very lucky that... Her daughter is like electrical lock picking science nerd genius, and her son knows how to hotwire and fix cars. Yeah, what skills does the mom have? Nothing. Um, not paying rent. We don't even know what her job is. To be nope, honest. They, I don't think she has one, or had one. I don't know. Whatever uh, it is. So Phoebe finds using the ectometer and Grandpa, like Grandpa helps her find the trap. That he stored in the, the floorboards floorboard. before he died. 
So, of course, he, she brings it to summer school because that's what you do. And the, this is when Paul Rudd gets intrigued because he's like, oh, this is such a cool replica. And, then and they're he like, like, a replica of what? And so he goes into like, oh, Ghost Trap. And, yeah, 1980s, la, la, la. Yeah. And shows her like the videos. But he's like, wait, this isn't, this is real? So they sh- she kind of learns a little bit about it, but she doesn't believe it. Like she says at some point earlier, like she doesn't really believe in ghosts. But then she starts, obviously, she comes to terms with that because her grandfather literally, like, plays chess with her. (laughs) Um, So I was trying to see, like... Well, well, I know they they try to open up the uh, the trap. Oh, yeah, they try to open the trap, which... uh, But it's... The teacher says that Somerville, the town they're in, have been experiencing the string of earthquakes, um... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's when they talked about it. I thought he talked about it. No, they, they, he talks about the fact that they keep having these earthquakes, but they're not in a flat fault line. They're not under a volcano. There's nothing that should cause these things. But for some reason, they're having it. But it sounds like an explosion because he right. does the different. He, this is what a volcano does. Right. It it's looks like not an, doing that. It looks like an explosion at the end. This is what a regular earth tectation looks like. It's all over the place. It's like, this one has both. It makes no sense. Right. It didn't, like, it didn't make sense geologically. So... He, um, they open the ghost trap because that is a super good idea to do. By hooking up two buses, by the way. Yeah, so the, uh, this is the middle of, it must be the middle of the day, right? I, I think it was like, like literally in like. summer school. Yeah. So he left the kids, oh, every day he just puts on another movie. I forget what one of the other Oh, he ones. put Chucky on. Oh, yeah. He put Chucky Child's on. Child's play. Totally inappropriate. But he takes, like, spark plugs, attaches them to a bus in the parking lot, Attaches it to the ghost trap, and then has it has podcast turn the engine on in the bus. Yep. Why he has a child doing it, I don't know. So the trap opens, and this uh, ghost beast thing escapes and goes into the mine in town, which was called Shandor's Mine. And we learn that this guy Shandor built the town. Built the town. Makes no sense. It sort of comes up later. There's a couple of things in here that, like, you kind of have to forgive. But anyway, that's right. The grandfather leads Phoebe underground. Yeah, to his little To lab. his little lair. And he has, like, computers and all this, like, ghost-busting equipment and their, that, their uh, old jumpsuits. The and photon uh, pack that they have to catch ghosts. Um, so she realizes, like, oh, this is my grandfather. Uh, she mends a proton pack under his direction um, and then she tests it the next day when she encounters, so she takes the, the thing that, like, shoots electricity and traps, or not traps, but stops, the, like, lassoes, like lassoes the, the ghost, the ghost so that they can trap it. She decides to bring this out in public. Yeah. And she uses it in town. She Well, first she chases it on the farm. There's the, yeah, yeah, there's this, she like. She chases a Slimer. Slimer, but he eats metal. Yeah. Like, he disintegrates the metal, right? And then he leaves his residue on what he eats. So it's on trash cans, cars, fire hydrants. Yeah. So she gets it, like, cornered almost in this factory warehouse thing. He, okay, so at their house they had this, uh, one of the things I picked up from the grandfather's belongings was this whistle that was supposed to, like, repel spirits. So podcast blows it thinking it will repel Slimer. Slimer then goes back and screams at him and spits metal, like, at them. chunks, because he eats metal, 
back at them. And he's like, oh, like, that didn't work, like, the way they thought it was. Like, I love that it backfired. Uh, but they, she catches it in the, in the, um, in the electricity, but they don't end up, uh, that podcast being able still to doesn't know how to use the thing in the to trap. Catch it. So then they go and try to, like, chase after it, and they, um, find themselves, the, of course, the, the, brother fixes the car, the Ecto-1. Oh, yeah, and they meet and up with they him. they meet up halfway, and it's like, we're trying to chase something. It's like, do you even have your license? It's like, no, he doesn't have his license. And he's like, get in. Like, that sounds like a good idea. So they do, they go on this long chase, and Back they, his name is Muncher. That's what, that's what it says in here, but I guess instead of Slimer, it's Muncher. Oh. They go on this long chase through the town, destroying, destroying businesses and, pro- and like, property. Like, remember, this proton pack is a giant lassoed laser. Yeah, and it's 40 years old, and it just shoots electros, so it, it's, it, like, it's like fire. Burning the town. <laughs> um, so they do end up catching it, but they get arrested, and uh, the, they and the, go to jail yeah. for property damage. They confiscate the car. And all the Ghostbusters stuff, the trap, the Protron pack, all that stuff. So Phoebe, she says, like, don't I get a phone call? And he's like, yeah, make it quick. Oh, so they're in the cell, right? And Lucky, the girl, is there. And he's like, oh, hey. Did you get arrested, too? I totally forgot about this. But before he gets arrested, they have a little moment where they go, like, on top of a mountain... Oh, the mine shaft mountain. Yeah. yeah. So she, he, she, he gets invited by her and the friend to like, okay, fine, you can hang out with us now. Hazing phase is over. They go to the the top of the mine shaft and like they can hear rumblings and stuff. And then like another entity or spirit shoots out from the mine shaft, and they all joke it, laugh it off, whatever. So when they're in jail, he's talking to his sister and podcasts about that, like about what happened. And then that girl just happens to be there. Yeah, in the next cell. And you think, like, oh, she's arrested, too. No, her father is the sheriff, and she's just there after school killing time. So it's kind of embarrassing for him. But Phoebe gets a phone call, so the sheriff's like, yeah, make it quick. She calls Ray. She calls the Dan Ghostbuster Aykroyd. line. She calls the Ghostbuster line. Uh, and she calls Ray Stance, who's played by Dan Aykroyd. He... <laughs> I don't know where he was, somewhere, probably in New York. It looked like a bar, like he owned a, or a shop or It something. looked like he had his own shop. I think it, it looked like his shop, because the in the uh, underground little lab that um, the grandpa had, uh, looked, had a couple, bunch of jars of stuff, and in Dan Aykroyd's thing, he had the same kind of jars in the background, so he clearly had his own shop. Yeah. So and it was he, a Ghostbusters line, so it had to be he was still continuing Ghostbusters. Well, yeah, in a way. Line. Like, he probably didn't want to shut the line down. But they talk a little bit about it, and he basically says, like, they fell out of friendship because Egon, her grandfather, took all their gear, the Ectomobile, and left Manhattan and went to Somerville because he thought Gozer, that demon they got rid of in the first movie was attempting to return. Yeah. And they all thought he was like crazy and selfish and stupid and whatever. Um, and when he learned he died, he felt, you know, he felt bad. They get the, like the phone call was good, but then click the sheriff's like time's up. And of course, Dan Aykroyd, like you, you know, they're going to come back later because we only saw him for a few moments, but 
that was enough. But I thought you called him. But the mom uh, somehow finds out. They must have. They honestly must have called the parents because yeah. they're underage. But uh, she was on a date with the teacher. Yeah, she was. Because he went to their house after he found out about the whole trap and everything. He was really interested and, you know, he wanted to see some more stuff and then flirted with the mom and they went on a date and blah, blah, blah. So they go to the prison and uh, Phoebe has a mouth on her and she... She almost zapped him with the... She almost zaps the sheriff with a... The proton thing, and the mom was like, "Oh, she doesn't mean it." I'm like, "I think she means she it." She thinks she means it. She put it right at him. Um, because she needs, she wants the stuff back because she knows that they basically discover that Gozer is trying to come yeah. back. So they find they, they return to the mine. They so what they do is they they eventually get to they try to figure out where the um, ghosts are, and they they the only clue they have now is that something supernatural is happening at the mine. So the next day, instead of like being grounded, mind you, you just destroyed half yep. the town. Trevor, Phoebe, <laughs> the girl Lucky, and podcast, they go back to the mine. Yeah. Uh, and they find inside of it a temple that's been resurrected for, for Gozar. Gozer. Yeah, so like this guy, the guy who invent, uh, pretty much created the town, uh, made this whole like temple for him and even worse he's like sitting there like and you said it best you said like oh my god he's snow whiting it he's just in he's just in this glass case it's like oh my god who's that oh that's the founder of the they town find is his name is evo shandor and he they find his body and it looks perfectly preserved like it looks like he's alive and it's jk simmons uh the actor and yeah he's in literally in a glass box i'm like this is snow white like is he yeah snow he's White? snow whiting it uh, so, but then you look around the, you look around the place and there's a bunch of numbers on the thing and they don't really explain what the numbers are yet, but then they go around and they see a bunch of proton packs pointed at this other well and they're like, what's in this well? And it looks it like. It was a sacrificial pit. Yeah. It was a pit for where like. Where Gozar would like take people or people would sacrifice themselves to Gozar and she would throw them in this pit and then they'd be like suffering for all eternity or some bullshit. Well, they're sacrificed virgins. Oh yeah, they... that's right. So, but, but they have but all he the. he designed, a... Egon, the grandfather, designed a booby trap basically that whenever the. Um, spirits were trying to get back out. He would, it would trigger the proton. Yeah, he set up like four streams. proton pack streams to fire right at thing, and then he because and they cross each other. I think. Be, yeah, because what he again, what you learn from the first movie is that oh, if you cross the streams, they are powerful. Because in the beginning, the first movie they ever had in Ghostbusters, like don't cross the streams. It could it could be horrible. But they find out if you actually cross the streams, it actually is, makes it more powerful. So she realizes, like, oh, my God, my grandfather was right. Like, he's trying to stop this from happening. Meanwhile, so the teacher, they show him, like, at a grocery store just, like, getting ice cream and some stuff. And he's going down an aisle. And the marshmallows, the puff. The puff. What is he called? The 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 puff. The, 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 Okay, so it's Stay called puff. the Stay Puff Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man. Marshmallow Man. But all the little marshmallows are turning into little so the, Stay the Puff Marshmallow marshmallows, yeah, are turning into little Stay Puff Men. And they start coming out of the bags. 
and, just... and attacking people, breaking stuff. They start lighting each other on fire. They start making s'mores with each other. They are demo- they're demons. Yeah. They're demonic little shits. And he sees this. And he's like, oh, shit. I gotta get away. And he like, goes into another aisle, and there's the dog beast creature. Yes. So one of Gozar's uh, gatekeepers or whatever. Well, he has a gatekeeper and a key master. Or it's two dogs. Or is it a minion? Are they minions? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever minions. they are, those dog things, is going to town. On dog food. On this giant bag of dog food, just his head, like, in the bag. It was actually really funny. These dog things looked so good. I think I, they did mup, uh, puppets and they did uh, CGI. I, I, think like, they did both. I think they were like the one in the store and stuff. I think that was like a puppet animatronic thing, but it looked really, really real. Mm-hmm. Of course, it spots the teacher, chases him out to his car. Earlier, when they had opened the trap, it had like blown his windshield. So he gets in his car through his windshield because there's no window there. And then the dog jumps on the top of his car, and he's like, oh, shit, and it's all over yeah, for him. Yeah, he gets possessed he by He gets pre- possessed by, it's a minion. It says one of Gozer's minions. Yeah. Um, the mom also gets possessed, and I forget how. Oh, at the house. The house. So she's at the house. And for some reason, and the other one goes there. The, okay, so at the beginning, remember how there was, like, smoke. Coming into the and house. And I was like, yeah, and it came into the house, and then I think that isn't, didn't they show that before the grandfather got killed? They showed, yeah, they kind of showed that happen. But in her house, it looked like it was being filled with smoke or whatever, right? Isn't it, that how they it tra- He traveled with, through smoke into the house, yeah. And uh, possessed her. So they end up uh, having to find each other, they do, on a mountaintop. Paul Rudd and they the do, mom. They do see the mom first, though. They, all the kids come back to the house. <gasps> oh, yeah. And they she was doing the... what Sigourney Weaver was doing when she was like, there is no mom, only, only Zool. Zool. Yeah. And she did the heavy breathing, and like her eyes were all red, red. and her voice got demonic or whatever. And so, obviously, something, something's not right. Yeah. Um, but she... They try to, like... They realize what's going on. She has that um, proton thing. Not the proton thing. The ghost detector. The ghost ghost detector. detector. And it freaks the mom's like, like, get away from me with that thing. Uh, But she, I think the mom just leaves, right? The mom gets out. I forget what she meets up with Paul Rudd. Remember they meet up on a mountaintop and I'm pretty sure they have sex. And then she changes into that gold dress. Yeah, I remember that part, but I can't remember how the mom got away. I think what they did is they left the mom. I really think they just left the mom. And then they went to go get all the, the ghost gear and everything else, everything that they could get. Oh, here's what they did. They went back to the town to get the ghost gear. And they, they had to go the back mom, to the prison. And they left the mom there. And then the mom just went off. So um, it said Gary, who's Paul Rudd, and Callie, the mom, are possessed by Gozer's minions. The minions are, and this was from their first one, Vince Clorth, Clortho, the key master, and Zool, the gatekeeper. So they have to go back to Shandor's mine, where the the temple for Gozar is, and, and the, do it. The key. Well, they they do, they totally do it on a mountaintop, and she changes into like that gold bronzy dress that Sigourney Weaver wore, like a similar thing. Yeah, except for Sigourney Weaver's was red. Which I don't I thought hers was. Oh, it doesn't matter. No, I think it was red. Oh, um. So 
all the kids go to the mine because with all the, the Ghostbuster stuff, they get the car back, they get all the stuff back, and they need to trap the um, the gatekeeper and the key master. Yeah. The only reason this works is because, because you know, the, all the spirits are... Oh, the reason why is because Paul Rudd's character goes to the mountain and screws up the trap. That they left oh, in the mountain. Oh, that's right. So and because so all these all these creatures are coming out, right. and all the people I in the town that. run away. So that's... what? Ha- okay. So to explain that, Paul Rudd's character—I totally forgot about this. As he's possessed, he go in the mine. He moves the proton uh, things that were that Egon set up. He moves them enough so that the booby trap no longer works, and those spirits that are trying to get out can get out. They start possessing the town. They open the the gate. And Gozar comes back, completely comes back, and the kids are like, what the fuck? And then they see their mom and Paul Rudd turn into dogs, into those dog creatures. Yeah. So they get the, so the girl, Phoebe, the whole movie. They, they do have a, she's, well, they do have one scene before that where it's the, uh, the Snow White guy comes out of the glass, but somehow gets <gasps> revived. Okay, so that was it weird. must have been dark magic, and they never they had an explanation. They just cut it out for some reason. The guy in the glass box, Ivo Shandor, built the town, built the mine, built the resurre- resurrected the temple to Gozar, hoping she would come back so that he would have live eternally and like rule with her or some bullshit. She literally rips him in half, like from the head down. Like, like he just... comes, she comes up, he starts to like pledge his allegiance, and she just rips him in half. How he stayed alive for a hundred years, I don't know. No, they don't explain that one. Anyway, so now she sits on her throne. The whole movie, Phoebe's been telling these bad dad jokes because they're like, oh, you got to, like, break the ice to, like, meet new friends, like, tell a joke. So she starts telling Gozer bad dad jokes to distract her long enough so that podcast, he they had put the ghost trap on, like, wheels, like a like a I think they found a th- No, I think they found one like that in the, in the Ecto-1. They either built it or they found it, but they have it on a remote control now. So he's, like, remote control controlling... The ghost trap, and it goes underneath the minion that the mom is possessed by. Yeah. And they trap the the demon, and like she, the mom comes back, and she's like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on?" They get in the car with the mom. They leave Gary. Yep, they leave Gary. They they Paul actually Rudd's character is they still leave. There. I remember this. They get in the ectomate wheel, and, and they, they fucking away. leave. So they basically explain to the mom like the world's ending and. One of the cool things about the Ectomobile was it has this, this this seat that like shoots out and spins around so that you can use the gun mm. and while the person is driving. So Phoebe does that and the mom is like, whoa. I like, like how she does it in mid-conversation though. Yeah. Because she's like, now mom, what's happening is that this goes, oh, hold on. Goes back in. And anyway, so what, what's happening is it, the, we're, the world's ending. Yes. Um. But uh, they 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 they're driving away. What's happening is they have captured one of the minions. Oh, okay. And the other minion, which is uh, Gary Paul Rudd's c- character, who's now possessed by this dog, is running after them through the town. They are trying to. So they discovered that what the grandfather had done on that farm at the dirt farm is that he created a massive, basically a minefield of of, of ghost traps. Ghost traps, yeah. So. 
what he built into the dirt, he was cultivating the dirt, was like electrical lines for all these traps. So they have to lure Gozer um, because they trapped her key master, one of them. I don't remember if it's the key it master. Was, it, was the gate, it was the gatekeeper. Oh, the gatekeeper. Because that's how they got Sorry, the, the gatekeeper. They trapped the gatekeeper. So she has to go chase after them to get it. So they want to get her to the field, to the farm. They try to activate the trap, and it doesn't work. Which, and the, which is shown in the beginning of the movie. That, that's why... Yes, the father the, failed because the there's something wrong failed, with yeah. it. Lucky, the girl, she gets possessed by... By the dog, yeah. By the dog, because the cause, um, Gozer opens the trap, gets her gatekeeper out, and it possesses um, Lucky. So she turns into a dog. Yeah. With Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's still a dog. He's there, too. Um... And it looks really bad. Like, it looks like, oh, this is the end of the world. And, like, Go- and Gozer comes there. He, he or she, she comes in there and is pretty much like, uh, you're going to die. I'm going. It doesn't even have to say it. It's pretty much assumed. Yeah. You're but then dead. Ray, of course, arrives. And with his good friends, Peter Venkman and Winston, uh, Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson, uh, to in the farm. In full gear, too. In full gear. I mean, he does explain that Bill Murray's character is teaching still, uh, like, in, cl- in college. And Ernie, sorry, that's his um, real name, Winston, his character, like, made it money and finance and, like, works in... Marketing. Marketing or whatever. So, uh, they come and save the day, and they cross their streams or whatever, but then the bitch... Literally rips the streams apart. And yeah, it like fails. she learned from the first movie. Like, yeah. this isn't happening. And pushes them back. So, of course, Bill Murray, they're all funny, and he's trying to, like, he's distract, trying to distract her. He's trying to distract her. And it doesn't work. He's like, we've done this before. And he's like, well, this is, he's like, well nice try. Yeah. Um, so, Phoebe attempts to save them by herself uh, with, with one of the proton packs. And the ghost of Egon, of her grandfather, actually materializes. Like, he has been helping them. Like, they show him in little moments, like, you know, flip a switch. Or, or move like, a lamp. Yeah, move a lamp, whatever. So here, he's physically standing next to her, like, helping her hold the stream or whatever. Um, Trevor powers the trap with his proton pack. After a bunch of... Um, he I, triggers he triggers it by shooting. Um, the grandfather used these metal silos as conductors that ran into the ground, uh, like the electricity for the traps. So the so Trevor shoots the, yeah. but the reason, silos. But the reason why he didn't even help out before was because podcast is oh in my there God. trying to get the thing to work. Because in the car, the car has the proton pack kind of like on a control panel. Right. But the little marshmallow men keep coming out and they keep like fucking they with fucking the They fucking with the wires. So he eventually goes out. crazy and starts zapping them all, which then they keep splattering on him. So he ends up becoming like what in that first Dan movie? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd covered in all of the marshmallow. But it's so funny when he finally just nice goes nod. crazy and just starts zapping and shitting and beating the crap out yeah. of his things. And, and he finally just zaps like, them so that they die so he can get to fix the proton pack and fix the car. And then the kid shoots the silos. Yeah. Explosion, all the traps go off, you know. And the, what's cool about it is it actually makes sense that he knows what he's doing because he at least could fix a car so he knows about running electricity. 
So he sees the, yes. yeah, he sees the silos and he sees only three of them are sparking, which means the other two just don't have any power going to right. it. That's why he shoots it and like, right. oh, connect that shit. And it does trap Gozer, Zul, and Vince, the other minion. Yeah. Um, Egon says he doesn't say anything. The ghost. Um, but they, the other characters kind of have a goodbye with him, a moment with him, like yeah, sorry his daughter, like hugs him and stuff like that. Cause so the whole movie, she talks about how he, he abandoned the them. family. Like he did like pack up and move to Oklahoma. So it sounds like when she was like 10, cause yeah. it said it was the Dan Aykroyd's character said about 10 years after the events that happened in New York in the mid eighties, he packed up all their stuff and fled so, to yeah, Oklahoma. So almost late, and late 90s or they early showed, 90s. Yeah, they showed pictures of her as a child and like a little girl, and a lot of them were like early, mid-80s. So I'm guessing 10 years later, like she was like 10, 11 years old, and her dad just fucking left. Yeah. But they show he tracked like her whole life and like kept up with what she was doing, and the reason he was there was because he knew that Gozer was going to get out at any and destroy time. the world. Yeah. At any time and destroy the world. So he sacrificed having a family uh, so that they could exist. Um, so it's a little sad. Um, he hugs his family and he says, you know, acknowledges his other colleagues and they have a goodbye. And then he literally, like, they she hugs and then he, like, turns into, like, sparkle dust and floats up into the yeah. stars and becomes part of, like, the galaxy. Um, and then it said, like, for Harold. Because Harold Ramis um, died, you know, several years ago. But he was... I I don't know if he helped develop the Ghostbusters, but Harold Ramis is, uh, was um, a very prominent film director in Hollywood. So it was just, like, kind of sad. So after... Um, the Ghostbusters return to New York with their Ectomobile. Uh, Even Ernie's like, oh, man, what do they do to you? Like, you're coming home. Like, they take, yeah. they show it, like, on on a bridge in New York. So after uh, the movie, there's, like, some credits, and it says Sigourney Weaver. And we're like, what the, hell is Sigourney where the Weaver? fuck was Sigourney Weaver? So there's this mid-credits scene with uh, Bill Murray. And Sigourney Weaver. Now I don't know if they're they must be together. They must yeah, be Yeah, well like, the second one they were they got together, so it makes sense. And they're playing with the memory cards from the first movie where he would like Predict. hook up the students and if they got the the prediction on the card wrong, he would zap them, but he would only zap the men. He would yeah, he, like he admits he's like, I only zap the guys. And the the best part was when they show those experiments, the girl always got the card wrong and he'd be like, That's right, that's so amazing. And the guy would get it right, and he would still zap him. He'd be like, no, I'm so sorry. And he would zap him. So in this one, he was actually getting some of the cards right. Um, but she zapped him. and She kept uh, zapping him anyway. She finally asked him. And she's like, you're marking the cards, didn't you? He was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, like, I did. Because he, he kept getting it. them right. And she was like, I like this. Like, this is effective. <laughs> she keeps zapping she him. Because zap, zapping him. Because he, he admits, he's like, I only ever zap the guys. And she's like, I know. Um, so... It says, oh, do we miss a post-credit scene? Did we? It says, Janine talks with Winston about the success he's found holding a coin identical to the one she gave Spengler. Winston states that despite his success as a businessman, he's always been a ghostbuster. He visits the old station house while he has an unknown 
driver bring the car into the station. Meanwhile, a red light on a containment unit within the station begins going red. I missed that. I we didn't stay. I we didn't think stay. there would be a post credit scene for this. Should have known. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. So that? stay for that. We're gonna watch that real quick. I'm gonna try to find it uh, and see. Let me see if I can find it. So because the movie just came out last night, there's yeah, not there's right. nothing online. I'm nobody's leaked it or anything, but. Uh, yeah, it's just a scene with Winston talking to Janine, and then it makes it seem like he goes back to the old firehouse and has the car there, and then it makes it seem like he's going to try to re revamp the Ghostbusters. Yeah. It, I when, when they showed the car driving on the bridge in New York, I was like, oh, they're setting up probably for a sequel. Yeah. It was nice. It kind of puts it in a good perspective for it, like there's a little future for another movie of like that, but... Either way, it was just. I still think this was just such a solid movie itself. I don't really even need a sequel, but if they have it, cool. And because it's Ghostbusters, it, you know, it's silly and stupid and whatever. They're not going to explain everything. I actually liked that they brought Gozer back. The only thing I had wished was that they did not really explain the Ivo Shandor thing that much, other than he come when he comes back, it's just like, oh, I built this for you, and she's like, I don't care. Yeah. I wish, and what I had thought was that he discovered the temple because thousands of years or however long ago when Gozer was a god or demon. or the That fuck, was where the temple was. They know that I, my theory was like, oh, maybe Gozer built these temples all over the place in hopes that if they returned, they would have a temple to come back, like re- be resurrected. And it just happened to turn into Oklahoma in the future. Like nobody, and he discovered it. And then, like, learned about her and worshipped her. Not that she, he acted, but he built it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. And I was like, I would have liked it better if he had discovered it and then been like, oh, I'm going to worship Gozo or some bullshit. Um, so, yeah, there was stuff like it seemed like they wanted to explain more of the lore, but they didn't really go into it that much. I mean, the the Ghostbusters themselves, they had, like, a TV show. They had a couple of things. They've had books. That's true. So, like, if there's lore... They probably already have it, so it's not like why explain. Like the the from what I think I remember from one of the TV shows is that <laughs> that there's just there is just an afterlife and it's all ghost related and it's like the opposite. It's the opposite of our world, so it's kind of like bizarro world. Like in the like I remember in the I remember in the TV show that uh, that they didn't have Ghostbusters; they had human hunters. Hmm. So or human busters, and oh, they had funny. their own ghost appearance in there like they everyone who was in the real world existed in that world mm. and it was just funny because they were like they went into the world once and it was like oh my god it's a human run like someone called the human busters and i was like this is so dumb but it worked because yeah. it was you know what it was so uh the director jason reitman he did say like it doesn't have anything to do with the 2016 reboot and like not have anything to say against it but like this is connected to the original like franchise or whatever um but yeah it was nice to see bill murray dan Aykroyd, um ernie hudson who looks amazing um bill murray on the other hand not looking so good it must have been all that all those drugs he did in the 70s but i don't know but it's so funny to any time there's like an older um an older gentleman on the on the screen, sometimes you have such different responses to like it's either oh he looks so handsome still or you look like you're gonna die. Well, sometimes it's one <laughs> or the other. <laughs> Sorry, 
Um, So, yeah, it was, I liked it. If you like Ghostbusters and, like, the originals, you'll you'll probably enjoy this movie. Have the, like, original music, score. um, and the the, feel. it It was very, yeah, it was nostalgic, but it did also feel like they were trying to bring it back. Oh, we discovered that podcast has one subscriber, and it's Ray. Oh, yeah, Ray goes, and he keeps having a joke where he keeps telling people about it. And they, mm-hmm. and he goes, it really gets good in the 46th episode. Yeah. And then, of course, Ray at the very end, he's like, oh, you're that guy. He's like, you're my one subscriber. subscriber? And he goes, yeah. you really come into yourself in the 46th episode. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, so if you want a fun movie to see, um, it is long, but there was a lot in it. So it didn't feel very yeah. long. Like, there's a lot going on. It's very entertaining. Um, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It just opened this weekend, and uh, it'll probably be in theaters for a little bit. It'll probably be streaming, like priority is. I don't even know, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add, or? No, I just wish they didn't give people podcasts and lucky actual names. That would have been uh, that would have been nice. Weird. But that kid was really good. So I they were both really I good. I just get again. mad that they, you know, they're just like you're a podcast. Like, oh, you're a thing. And that was his only. That was his only. Trait. Yeah, that was it. Like, we don't, we didn't learn. At least the girl, we see who her dad is. We Where's his, his parents? Family. Podcast Nobody, is homeless. You know what's so funny is that one of the scenes, the teacher, the teacher. This is still 2021. The teacher brings them home, home but he doesn't live there. Oh. I mean, the kid, the boy. He brings the boy and Phoebe back to Phoebe's house, and the mom says, "Like, oh, you bring them home too?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like all service." Like teacher, or whatever, and I'm like, he doesn't live there. That little boy doesn't you live there. Abducted a child. Where is his family? And also, why is the teacher coming to the? Why? House? Where are podcast parents? So, well, maybe that's why he's in summer school. Um, but anyway, it was it, it, that was the only thing that I had a problem with. I'm like, well, this put child. What is happening? Um, is anyone look taking care of him? Um, so yeah, it was good. Uh, go see it. And uh, that's it for me. I'm signing off, and I will uh, catch you on the flip side. Babity bobbity boo. You know that was your catchphrase at one point. So it was. I went back. I Good went job. back to the the early days. Good job. When I still didn't know what I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.